Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. According to The Athletic, the Chicago Bulls and Detroit Pistons have been engaged in talks that would send Zach Levine to the Detroit Pistons in a deal surrounding Bojan Bogdanovic. We're going to talk about that all plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host there, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. So this is hot off the presses. This is something that literally just got released today. This is from The Athletic saying that the Chicago Bulls and Detroit Pistons have been engaged in talks and that reportedly... Direct quote here is that the Bulls were looking to acquire Bojan Bogdanovic and one of the D- Detroit's blue chippers, who have been outlined as Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Azure Thompson, and Jalen Duran. But Detroit isn't looking to move any of the four promising stars. So it seems like right now, it, this co- kind of goes inside with what we've heard from the Bulls before, right? They had talk centered uh, with the, uh, with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers that they called on trying to get... Um, uh, 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 damn it, Darius Garland, uh, right? And then we heard also that the Chicago Bulls made a call to the Atlanta Hawks surrounding about DeJounte Murray. So it seems like the Bulls are really focused on trying to get a young player that can that can still add to this team and play a role on this team now. Now, the fact that Bojan Bogdanovic is involved in this trade potentially is not something that surprises me very much. When you look at, he comes in, he can replace Zach Levine's position. He adds some much-needed scoring, some veteran leadership things like that. And so those things can definitely help and be what the Bulls are kind of looking for in, in terms like that. And we also know the Detroit Pistons, even since they signed Bogdanovich to that contract, have really been open to moving him. They really wanted to lock him in there. It helps them get halfway towards matching Zach Levine's contract as Bogdanovich has a $20 million contract as his base salary as well. He has one year left on that deal that's only partially guaranteed at $19 million for next season. So the Bulls could theoretically come off that deal, pay, pay him part of his contract, but come off of it to free up some cap space if they choose to do so. But even outside of that, if they do decide to guarantee that deal, it drops down. The fact that the contract scales down could definitely be something that interests the Chicago Bulls as well um, in that type of move. So this is kind of the latest, right? And we haven't really heard, I would, would say, we haven't really heard a, a trade with the Detroit Pistons that's kind of outlined. We've heard that like the Bulls and Jaden Ivey and rumors like that. But getting in a 34-year-old player that has one year left on their deal, it really is not what a lot of Bulls fans expected. Now, for what Bogdanovich is on the court, 20 points per game, he's doing that and shooting the ball 46% from uh, the field, 41% from three, which definitely can help the Bulls stretch the floor some. And he's he's averaging three rebounds, uh, right around three assists per game, those type of things. He's a he's a defensive turnstile, though. But, you know, Zach Levine hasn't been the best over his career defensively either. But this is an interesting deal. Now, the more interesting part is that the Bulls are still trying to get extremely good young talent back. Like, Jaden Ivey is a player that I would have kind of expected, right, to hear. But to hear that they were, were trying to get Azur Thompson, uh, Azur Thompson, I think I always say his name incorrectly, or Jalen Duran or Cade Cunningham back in that as well, that's something where it's like the Bulls are, have they not read the room, right? But the Bulls are still trying, right? And that's the thing that 
I've always said that the Bulls are going to try to get back the most talent that they can back possible for Zach Levine. And, you know, I won't lie and say that Zach Levine having suffering another injury that's going to have him out multiple will one to two weeks. I, I definitely think hurt that trade value even further. But now to hear that Zach Levine like is 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 you know they're still shopping, they're still actively trying to get to Zach Levine. The fact that they are having those talks, it doesn't mean that it's completely out of the realm that something can get done. As we get closer to the trade deadline, um, you know maybe they are willing to move off of Jaden Ivey, who's kind of fallen in and out of that rotation at different times, but. I don't see Cade Cunningham. I don't see Asur Thompson. I don't see Jalen Duran being involved in any of those uh, trade talks. But I tell you what, if the Bulls could get like a Jalen Duran back in a Zach Levine trade with Bogdanovich, and we know that we need another young, promising center on this roster for the future to maybe take over for Nikola Vucevic at some point, that would be a hell of a trade for the Chicago Bulls. But I'll, at, at right at right now, take it with a grain of salt. The Athletic has been really been. One of the, the the outlets at the forefront of talking about this Zach Levine trade news, they actually were one of the the first uh, outlets to break it as well. Um, it just I have my questions on what the Detroit Pistons will really be looking for back now. Why would you attach yourself to a player in Zach Levine who has three years left on his deal at over $120 million unless they just are looking at it and saying, we're not getting any free agents coming in this building. Nobody's going to come and want to sign with the, with the Detroit Pistons. So maybe we do go ahead and make a move for a player that it, that's still technically in his prime. Yeah, he's a flawed player, but maybe they do something like that. So, you know, I get there to trade it in division as well as a little bit weird in the central division. But, you know, I, we've heard that Jaden Ivey has been on the Bulls list for a while. And a lot of Bulls fans also look at Jaden Ivey and say that he's a player that they would really enjoy having um, on this team. So, you know, we'll see if that ends up coming back from it. If, if the maybe the Pistons do come down and are willing to move a, a Jaden Ivey in, in that type of deal if they really want to facilitate it. But overall, this just points towards just how far it's falling for Zach Levine. Keep in mind, I always go back to the New York Knicks offered R.J. Baird, Isaiah Hardenstein, and three first-round picks at last year's trade deadline. And it sucks that, you know, it didn't get done. But at the end of the day, man, the Bulls got to try to find the value where they can. And, uh, you know, if the Pistons aren't willing to come off of a player like Jaden Ivey, in that type of, of deal, could they facilitate something built around some picks, right? Maybe even protected, things like that. We've seen, you know, Terry Rozier get a first, even though it was protected. We saw Pascal get three first, one of those being heavily protected. So I'm sure the Bulls are, pro are, are looking at that as well uh, to see what they can get back. But this is crazy. And, you know, I, I came into this episode initially planning to talk about how the, the, there's a lot of noise right now around the Chicago Bulls and the trade deadline. And will there be action surrounding that noise? And there's enough right now to question on if there really will be serious action by this Bulls team. But hearing this, the fact that they are actively still in trade talks, talking around, trying to get deals done, trying to get a Kay Cunningham and a Sewer Thompson or a Jalen Duran, I, I got to commend the front office for, for doing their due diligence and still trying to find that deal. But there is still that realistic outcome in all of this that the Bulls just don't find that deal. You got to look at it. The noise around the Bulls right now, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, a lot of kind of in and out on that. And you got to ask yourself this is that, you know, if the Bulls do can't move DeMar, they can't move Zach Levine, they still have to, I would say, try to be active and monitor the market to see, okay, what can we do to add to this team to kind of help our playoff push? The Chicago Bulls over since December have a 61 win percentage. That's not anything to shake your head at. Right now, we're still fighting for a ninth seed. That's how bad. The season started off for the Bulls, but there are enough signs here that it makes sense where the front office is trying to find win-now pieces to keep pushing things along. 
But the biggest question is in all of this is that with the Bulls being where they are, with, with the trademarker for Zach Levine being where it is, with the uncertainty around DeMar DeRozan, who, as I've talked about as well, you don't have to move DeMar at this trade deadline, even if he does walk in the offseason, because you can for, try to get a signing trade done, which is still at the Bulls' disposal. He could be trying to weigh those options. And, and DeMar walking away for nothing in free agency isn't the worst outcome either. But the Bulls have a unique situation right now with still having mid-level exceptions, still having part of their biannual exception, that they can do something. But I still think that at the end of the day, where we may end up back at is that we may end up in a place where we're back at the buyout market. Now, the buyout market is rumored to have some quality players that could be on the buyout market. You know, that's never 100% sure. A player like Gordon Hayward, why I wouldn't want to trade for him. When you look at what he's averaging, the fact that he's been staying relatively healthy, he could definitely help the Chicago Bulls team off the bench if he's willing to do that. But there are some players that could interest the Bulls that could come to that buyout market but you don't want to do that. Like, that's not something that Bulls fans would really take well unless you just get a talent back. Like, I think last year, even though Pat Bev ended up working out for us as a buyout candidate, but had the Bulls sound like a Russell Westbrook as a buyout candidate, Bulls fans would have kind of looked at that a little bit differently after not making a move at the trade deadline. Will the Bulls take advantage of a quality buyout market? I mean, there's signs and there's been history to point towards that they will. And I think uh, when it comes down to it, that that may be where we end up going if the Bulls can't. If they can't find a, a biter on, on Alonzo Ball's contract, if they can't, uh, you know, find somebody to take Zach Levine, if they can't find a deal that they feel like it's worth, because, like I said, keep in mind, this Detroit deal, if they were able to get Bo, uh, Bogdanovich back in like a Jaden Ivey, I wouldn't hate it. Maybe a, a heavily protected future first as well. Wouldn't hate that. But if they aren't able to get something back, they don't have to move Zach Levine right now. He's still under contract for another three years. And ultimately, as much as, he may ask for it, his, his re uh, representation may ask for a trade. The Bulls aren't in a position where they have to do one per se, right? The kind of sometimes around the optics, the effect that it could have on the team, that may force you to try to have to do something. But, you know, that is an option at the Bulls' disposal as well to just wait to the offseason. So, you know, hearing that the Bulls have had talks centered around Bojan Bogdanovic and, uh, with the Detroit Pistons isn't too surprising, but it's just will the Bulls be able to get something done that remains to be seen, guys. But let me know what you guys think down below. But moving on from that, so we got the Olympic finalists announced, of course. And while Alice Caruso was on that list, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan weren't. And these are both guys who have played for the Olympic team before. Uh, Zach Levine won a gold medal. I think both have won gold medals with the Olympic teams before. And people have asked, like, okay, do, were, were they even asked? Well, DeMar actually was asked about this, and he said this. Hey, with the Olympic pool, you'd... you'd Alex got the invite. You did not. Did they? Did they even approach you, or are you just kind of nah, like? No, nobody. Nobody asked me then. I was even curious on how, how they even went about it. Um, but it's all good. You know, I'm I'm happy for whoever in the pool. You know, if I was asked, I would have been a part of it. Of it for sure. Would have did it. You know, um, being a being a part of it. But you know, for 2014 and 2016, you know, it was definitely an honor. So you know, I'm happy for whoever in it. Like I said, that they would have asked me or however that went, you know, I, I for sure would say yeah, but um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't asked anything. So as you can hear from that clip from DeMar DeRozan, he was not even approached about being an Olympic finalist, and that probably can apply to Zach Levine as well. Now, with Zach having the injury concerns, things like that, maybe that's why they didn't approach him. You would still find that kind of weird, considering that Zach Levine is 29 years old, right? The fact that he isn't over 30, um, and you you have a lot of players that were on that final finals list that uh, that kind of older, right? And you got role players that were listed both above DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Now, while it's an honor to be picked for the Olympic finalists to even be part of that process, 
it's not nothing, nothing necessarily that is owed to you, right? But I do think that it's kind of interesting to hear DeMar say, yeah, I would have definitely been a part of it had I been asked, but nobody ever approached me about it. Um, you know, considering that, that he's been part of those teams before and LeBron and Steph and people are on it, like, no, he's not at the caliber of those players, but it just seems like a little weird that you completely left my boy out. You completely left both of them out. But, you know, it is what it is there. I just wanted to mention that since DeMar talked about it. Uh, do you guys find it interesting as well that with the number of role players that were on that finals, that Olympic finalist list, that Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan weren't even approached about potentially being part of that Olympic team? Let me know what you guys think on that. Now, with that all said, we do have a game tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. And this is a game where LeBron is listed as questionable. Uh, AD may not play as well. We already know that uh, they're they're missing players like Gabe Vincent and Cam Reddish are going to be out. But that doesn't change anything for the Bulls. As we said, this Bulls team is not at a place where they can take anybody lightly in any type of scenario situation. You cannot look at any opponent that's in front of you, regardless of who's in or out, and just say, hey, this is a game that we can come in here lightly with. Because you will get exposed that, and we've seen this happen to this Bulls team way too many times where they go into a game that they should be favorited, that they should be able to win, that they should be able to pull out, and the lack of execution and sense of urgency really puts the Bulls in a place where they just aren't able to take advantage of it. And the Lakers are right at the middle. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boost. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Pull the pack as far as the NBA, as far as points scored per game. Now, if they're missing AD, missing LeBron, of course, that changes things drastically. But you do not want to allow that team to do the things that we've said. You don't want to allow them to out-rebound you. You don't want to allow them to, to get out on runs and you not respond with that. <clears throat> the Bulls in this game, regardless of AD and LeBron play, rebound, rebound, rebound. Just keep them off the offensive boards while you're getting your own defensive boards to get out in transition. And then can we offensively rebound effectively as well also? This is a game where Nikola Vucevic and, and Andre Drummond should both be able to have big games against the Los Angeles Lakers, especially with AD out. But even with AD in, we've seen what Andre Drummond has done at times to AD, able to play him really well. And that's what we need to see take care of. This is a team that is small. When you look at Anthony Davis and LeBron being out, those are two players that are starting at the 4-5 and five for them. The players that are backing them up, Jared Vanderbilt and Christian Wood probably going to step in there as the starting center. You need to be able to take advantage of it. Now, that's not to say Christian Wood doesn't have an ability to fill it up sometimes because he absolutely does, but he's somebody who's kind of fallen out of favor as well with that, uh, with that team and that coaching staff. So the Bulls have to be locked in in this game defensively and rebounding-wise first. 
snuff this team out. Now, we know they're not the greatest defensive team anyway, right? But if you if you set a tone defensively and re- make them realize early, you're getting nothing easy tonight regardless of who's playing, and we're going after these boards. We're going to get steals. Alice Caruso is probably going to be all over the court on this one. These that That's how you set a tone in this game. But then you also, you cannot allow the role players to go off whether LeBron is in the game or not. D'Angelo Russell is a player that can get hot and go off. Austin Reeves is a player that absolutely can get hot and go off, right? And we've seen the Bulls before allow players like that to be able to have career nights against them, and the Bulls just don't respond well. So that's something that absolutely the Bulls have to look out for tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. And then the offensive side of the ball for us. They're not the best defensive team in the league. They're not even a good defensive team. The Bulls have to come in here and shoot the ball effectively and well, go through their offense, don't default to the isolation ball if you face a little adversity, and don't let Darvin Ham, of all coaches, outcoach you, Billy Donovan. Don't let – come on now. If Billy Donovan gets outcoached by Darvin Ham today, the, the, the permanent substitute teacher, I'm going to be pissed off about it. Billy Donovan is a better coach than Darvin Ham, and you cannot allow Darvin Ham to outscheme you, outcoach you tonight, because if you do, it's going to be embarrassing. And so this is uh, th- the Bulls have more than enough, enough depth. The Bulls have more than enough um, uh, 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 skill and talent on this roster to be able to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not saying that it's easy, but you've got to come in there. You've got to be focused, man. You've got to be focused. This is a team that's 5-5 that, that's five and five in their last 10. Now, the Bulls haven't been much better than that. We're 6-4 and four in our last 10, but we've been playing much better basketball than they have recently, and the Bulls have to take care of this, man. And that's it. Kobe White could have a big game tonight. I'm also looking for DeMar DeRozan and his ability. The, the, listen, if they put whoever they put on you defensively, DeMar should be able to take advantage of them. And, and that's what you want to see. And then even with that, we don't need passive P. Patrick Williams needs to be locked in in this game. What Io and Drum are bringing off the bench is really big for the Chicago Bulls as well. What you get from Dale and Terry, Javon Carter is just icing on, the, on top if they can play well and put ga- good games together. But we, we have the depth. We have more than enough depth here to be able to take care of this Lakers team. And I want to see the Bulls take advantage of that and lock in, man. Let me know what you guys think on everything down below. All right, we got two voicemails I want to play uh, today. This first one, this one's from No Sage. Let's go ahead and play that now. Yo, hey, No Sage from Hip Hot Heads. Just some random Sage thoughts here. Hoping that the Bulls take out the Lakers tomorrow once again, just like they did last time. But look, man, all this trade talk is making my head spin. I know the Bulls are probably going to stand pat, just like last year, unfortunately, having trade talk PTSD. But... I don't know. I keep thinking about like a small to mid-level corporation when you have some high risers that want to try to like leave the corporation and some of them are very adamant and vocal and telling all their coworkers, hey, I'm leaving. And some of them are sort of doing it with for campaign, but are also being political about it. So I don't know. It just feels like the Bulls don't make any risky moves. And as long as their employees are showing up and keeping that Bulls name alive for the nostalgia's sake, I think... I think, unfortunately, we're not going to see any major moves, obviously. But um, I digress. I definitely feel the change this season, even though there's been sometimes the Bulls have choked in the fourth, third quarter, whatever. It definitely feels different with the ascension of Kobe. So hopefully uh, Kobe White, the uh, point guard, can ascend to point Kobe White the killer because he's definitely infusing some nice uh, lifeblood into the, into the team. But uh, that's about it, man. I guess my last quick thought, too, is I was at the uh, Windy City Bulls game last weekend, and it was a nice vibe. It was fun. I got to see Sonogo do his thing, but unfortunately, we got taken out by the New Jersey or the 
Island Nets or whoever. I think Long Island Nets is what they were called. But that's about it. Uh, let's see if we can get to uh, 500 by Valentine's Day, I guess. Please. The Bulls not taking risks. That is one of the biggest problems with this front office. They, they took some initial Trading for Vooch was a risk. Going out and getting Lonzo, DeMar, Alice Caruso at a time where you had no, no cap space truly showed an ability to get creative, but it stopped there. This front office, while having and showing an initial ability to be creative, it seems like they got shell shocked, right? And something that I said over on the Cognac, the Shy Bulls podcast with the Cognac boys is that it's like this team was initially, initially aggressive. And then they kind of since then, they've just been in a constant state of reaction, right? You, you put the team, you trade for Nikola Vucevic in your first trade deadline. You then, in that following offseason, you get, you, get, you get Lonzo, you get DeMar, you get Alice Caruso, among others, you shore up this team. That team works well together. You're faced with tragedy, unfortunately, in Lonzo and Levine going down in the same game. Levine comes back. Lonzo still is yet to come back, and you never rebounded well from that. Then in the following offseason, you, you, you're still hoping that Lonzo is going to return. You make Ayo DeSumu your starting point guard. He has a down sophomore year, and then, on, then you find out that Lonzo is not coming back, and you haven't rebounded well from that. Then this season, you get uh, you, you come into this season understanding that one of your young players really has to step up and, and, and develop for you to really raise your ceiling. But in that time, then the start of the season, all three of your core three are shooting the worst true shooting percentages of their career. Zach Levine asked for a trade. Yes, Kobe White ended up ascending. Shout out to Kobe White on that. That's great to see. But then, you, but then you're now dealing with this trade nonsense around Zach Levine that you didn't expect to happen. You got to take some risk. This front office does. If they really want to, their, their words to match the actions, they have to start back taking risks with this team. Or is it always going to work out? No. But at least then at that point you're trying. And right now it seems like we have a front office that is more than happy enough to just allow them to sit on their hands and just hope something's going to happen. Our plan to improve this team can't keep being hope. Hope didn't get up for the Chicago Bulls. Lonzo Ball ain't getting out that wheelchair. No, he's out of it. Let me stop with that. And now he's just kind of fucked up. Let me stop that. But you, you, like, hope isn't working for the Bulls. So you got to grab the bull by the horn, support, uh, 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 excuse the pun, and you, you got to really guide the direction of this team once again. And maybe this trade deadline is a trade deadline that they do it, but I'm with you, no sage, is that you get into the point to where it's like we don't really expect them to do much because once people show you who they are, you tend to believe them until they show you different. This is a trade deadline where they can possibly show us different, and we'll see what happens. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, Hayes? Look, everybody's talking about, oh, we should try to trade DeMar DeRozan for another star. Look, or Zach Levine for another star. Look, we should just trade them for some good role pieces. You know, we always, you know, everybody's saying that we need to prioritize young guys, and that's true, but I was thinking, like, let's, let's look at, Players like Quentin Grimes, uh, you know what I'm saying? A player who does get better every year on the offensive end. A player who is on the last year of his deal and in, in with the New York Knicks. And a player that does fit our timeline. Now, look, I know what you're going to say, and I'm not trying to compare it to. It's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not necessarily just talking about Quentin Grimes, but prior to us, players like that in a sense, you know? Because everybody's always talking about, oh, let's get stars for our stars. Like, look, let's look at these young guys, you know, such as Quentin Grimes, such as, you know, maybe a Cameron Johnson or maybe Miles Bridges, the guys who fits those time, who fits those timelines. So, look, I know they're not proven stars, but, hey, with the right system, 
I feel like they could, especially with Kobe White and Io DeSumo and Patrick Williams coming to their own. And the reason why I said Quentin Grimes is because, you know, let's look at the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, I know Kobe White is not the type of player that John Moran is, but everybody thought that the main two focal points of that Memphis Grizzlies team was going to be a young Jared Jackson Jr. and John Morant. But Desmond Bain really stepped up and created a name for himself. And I feel like a guy like Quentin Grimes can do that next to Kobe White, especially when he masters when he covers for a lot of Kobe White's weaknesses on the defensive end. And on top of that, he's been known to have a couple good 20-point games. Maybe he could average 16, 17 with us, and him and Kobe White could be a our new backcourt. But that's just my thinking. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. Trading Zach Levine for role players. I mean, listen, if you go through towards the first segment of this show, that's kind of what it seems like the Bulls are doing in this with hoping to get a blue-chip young player back. But that's not necessarily guaranteed. So. I do think uh, that, and now the comparison that you made with Quentin Grimes and Desmond Bain, I don't really, I don't like getting wrapped up in comparisons, but I do understand what you're saying, right? Get a young piece back that you never know how they're going to develop with a larger role on this team next to the players that we have. And for that, I can't knock you on that. And so I know they're whatever the Bulls get back for Zach Levine, there's going to be a lot of Bulls fans that aren't happy with it because they are looking back for one-for-one one talent. They want another player that looks like they can match with Zach. It's not happening. And that's been, been the, the thing that I've been trying to set here for a long time. If you think that the Bulls are going to get back, like people are saying, oh, no, if we're going to trade with such and such team, we absolutely, like, oh, if we're going to trade with the Kings, no, we have to get Keegan Murray. It's not happening. It's not happening. If we trade with the Detroit Prisons, we have to get Ke It's not happening. It's not happening. So, you know, those are the type of things that I think Bulls fans initially came into this trade talk hoping and thinking, but it's not going to happen. It's not happening, people. It's not happening. So, Hopefully, whatever the Bulls do get back, whether it's depth, whether it's a, a nice blue chip young piece that maybe can come to this team, have a larger role, and, and be better than what it, he's been at this point, it I would love to see the Bulls do that. And that's why I've been more focused, rather than talking about players, is saying, just get the best deal possible. And if the best deal that's been offered to you is a deal that you look at and say, it's not worth it, you hold on to Zach Levine. Hope he's going to play better. Hope that we go on a playoff run. Maybe Zach Levine goes off and we start winning and he starts looking really good when he comes back from this next injury. And then maybe you ride into the offseason and at the draft, you can move him back for a better package, a better deal. So, you know, the, the Bulls hold some of the chips, not all of the chips because they don't control what the trade market value is, but they hold still a lot of the chips and they don't have to push them all in quite yet. They just don't have to do that quite yet. And we'll see what they do. This is the chance for this front office to put their mark on something, whether it be at the trade deadline, whether it be in the offseason. And we'll see what the Bulls end up doing. But great voicemail there from Shay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. Also got the best drip on. But like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Media.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.